Hello, and welcome to a Paradise Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan. My pronouns are he, him. And today I am joined by... Hey there, guys. My name is Tyler. Uh, pronouns are he, him. I'm going to be playing uh, Ricky, the fire-affected street exorcist. Hi, everybody. My name is Christina. I will be playing Elion. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and Elion's pronouns are they, them. Uh, they are a water-aspected investigator. Hi, everyone. My name's Cody. Pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman. Hi, my name is Britt, and I play Resh Ferris. My pronouns are she, her, as well as Ferris's. She is a wood-aspected dragon-blooded who has a familiar named Zeke, who is a ferret. And she's kind of a performer, petty theft. And this is Exalted, like a dragon-blooded. Going forward outside of the Desert Basilisk, you all head down into the Undermarket, which, after the hoopla of yesterday, uh, while that Ferris and Elian certainly do not receive any kind of weird looks, uh, Divine, you most certainly get some sideways glances, and from a, I would say at least a good chunk of them, they look like they're staring daggers at you, bud. Hmm. Where's Ricky when I need him to be like, hey, yo, what the fuck you looking at? But after the standstill that uh, you all fought till yesterday, um, you do make it to... Uh, the corner where that uh, the Bountiful Bear, the Shaved Yetim, and the Ox Dragon Inn are located. The Shaved Yetim is actually uh, absolutely bustling with business. It hasn't looked like this in the last three days that you've come and gone, uh, Divine. It looks like that uh, Salon is putting all of her efforts into advertising and uh, making sure that this place is lively. Yeah, because now she gets to keep their money. Um, I'm to. Is there like a back door to the shaved yetum? Because like, so I want to stop in to drop off her wine and be like, "Hey, what's going on at the brothel?" But I also don't want to walk through the front door while business is booming and I have a bad reputation. Uh, the way that I see these three set up is they are actually uh, all three in a corner of the undermarket, so they are actually built against the wall. So there is, uh, there is not a back door at the moment to. Uh, no, actually, this is a place of ill repute. There would absolutely be a fucking back door, or probably like an underground passage between the Yetelm and the uh, what's the hotel's name? The Ox Dragon Inn. Yeah. Like, walk into the Ox Dragon Inn, get the room, and then go underground. You know what that sounds like to me, Cody? A lore roll? That sounds like you trying to establish a fact. E. I will... I'm gonna say that it is going to be a difficulty three, but with more successes, it'll be better. Um, is there any way that, that I know that uh, stunting a fact roll is a little weird, but is there anything that you want to do to boost this before you um, roll? Yeah, actually, um, I will use. Uh, first, I'll use three modes of mana to use my elemental concentration trance. 
which I don't know what would be uh, the role for a building. Uh, most likely Earth would be my guess. Gotcha. So, like, I'm going to do some surveying and geology bullshit of, like, knocking on rocks and looking through variations and striations of the uh, surrounding cave walls and just spend a little bit contemplating the earth and how this how these buildings were put there. And that would give me a using that a single bonus success. And then I can add a for the uh excellency charm it's adding one success per essence, right? Um so it is um you spend two motes to add a success. Yeah, but I'm saying the maximum is uh your essence rating, right? No, the maximum is your ability score. Gotcha. So I'll use and is it the maximum successes that can be added as the ability score, not the, or is it the maximum, uh, the, ma- the maximum moats that can be spent? However, uh, how many, how much do you have in war? Uh, I've got five dots in war. Okay. So here's the interesting thing about war at that point. Uh, since you're introducing an architecture fact, which is more or less what that I'd say that this war is for, which it specifically does list in the elemental concentration trance of giving you a specialty in architecture, that technically makes it so that you can actually spend uh, six moats for three successes because you get that extra die from the specialty. Gotcha. And then that will do the excellency that lets me double nines. So yeah. Yes. Spending nine moats total for three bonus successes. Plus the bonus success that you got from spending elemental concentration trance. Oh, I thought that counted as once. So yes, you're starting off with a flat four. And then is there any other way that you want to try and boost this roll? I will spend five more for lightning flash inspiration. That lets me reroll non one fade failures it lets me roll two non-one failures oh boy uh is this a uh, question is this all coming out of uh peripheral or personal all right so it's 14 total so i'm spending 10 out of personal and the other four out of peripheral like i don't want to up my anima yet okay so that's four base successes re-roll choose do i get any stunts from the concentration uh so you wouldn't get a stunt from that but if you want to like describe uh so like i know that lore stunts are a little bit weird so i think that my idea for a a lore stunt if this kind of works with how that you're thinking about it is basically like divine is like looking at the architecture kind of starts monologue like if you want to like monologue about how that this architecture is going to definitely have this because that's totally how that the architecture in Chiroscuro works like just kind of do that for a little bit and I would totally count that as a stunt gotcha yeah so like go on a lecture of telling everybody that this is a thing so after uh taking a little while to debate how the uh to look at the earth and meditate on it. 
a flash of inspiration comes to Divine. And he starts to kind of ramble uh, to Elyon and Ferris. That, uh, so you see, we can't go through the front door because obviously, uh, apparently people are upset that I'm not friends with slavers and the guild. Uh, so there's a bet, there's gotta be a back entrance. Like, this is a place of where shady business goes on. My guess would be, from what I've experienced, uh, living among the Chiriscurans for the past week. If I had to guess, it would be in the hotel. Um, probably in a... Is there a specific number that's considered unlucky and exalted? Hmm. Like, I'd go 13 because a real-world 13, but I just want to make sure before I say a random unlucky number. I am trying to think. Um, there's a part of me that wants to say. There's a part of me that wants to say that three is actually considered an unlucky number in uh, Exalted. Uh, and the reason for that would be uh, that three would be associated with Lunars because there are only three type, there are only three casts of Lunars. And lunars make up the majority of uh, what the Immaculate Texts uh, use for anathema. Gotcha. Um, so. But if you want to, but if you want to say that, like, um, I don't know, like the, the the only one that I would say is definitely not an unlucky number is five. In, is five because everything except for lunars and alchemicals works in fives. Gotcha. Um, so if there's an underground passage, it'll probably be in the room that nobody wants to rent. Uh, room 103. So we should go to the Ox Dragon Inn, uh, ask the clerk at the table if we can rent room 103. And then from there, we should be able to find a underground passage that will link the three of these establishments together. That way we can pass between them without making a scene. All right, Cody, if you could, uh, I will give you. I will give you a two dot stunt for that. So add two extra dice and take an auto success. So I believe that you're starting off with a flat five. Yeah, so that's seven and then reroll two. So seven, eight, nine plus five. So 14 successes. Really? Because I count 15. Your Excellency, careful insight gathering study. You double nines on a uh, roll to introduce or challenge effect. Oh, yeah. You're right. Uh, that's that's whenever you add two plus successes on a roll, which I assume that you did. Yeah, because I added three with I added three with that. So, yeah. All right. So. Here's how that this works. Divine is basically lecturing everyone on the intricacies of uh, Chiroscure and architecture as that he uh, basically leads the group on a rousing museum tour, more or less. Uh, as that he's saying, and then you rent room 103, he's like, 
handing like a coin over that to to the guy at the front desk that shows that he's the new guy in charge. He takes him to room 103, explains that there's uh, always going to be this book that you pull out that's about uh, that's about a well uh, so- somewhere in the scavenger lands uh, in one of these buildings. And he pulls it out and then a secret passage opens up. Uh, the secret passage is amazingly clean, like it's absolutely immaculate. As you guys walk through, there's a gentle breeze that feels really nice. And honestly, uh, Resh Bilar, your boss among bosses, is actually very impressed that you've managed to do this. Um, down here, there are a few um, secret offices for you all to use if that you ever need a place to hide. And now that uh, Divine has informed you all of this. Um, you all now kind of know the secret to getting in and out of here in case you guys need a place to lay low. Um, essentially with that lore roll, what I'm going to give you all is, is that, um, once that you see the entrance or the exit from either of these buildings, you can go between all three. There's essentially a safe house where that the only people in here who would be able to like unsafe your house are like people who know about the exact design of this place and besides that um there's a fucking elevator too that that uh that 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 salon commission to take you up to directly to the office and after pressing the button to call the elevator i'm just going to turn around to everybody and say now class would anyone care to share what they learned today and have that punctuated by the ding of the uh, elevator door opening. The ding of the elevator door opening is actually uh, is, is actually just a, a small bell um, that opens uh, that op- that has a sliding bookshelf that opens directly into uh, Regara Salon's uh, office where they all of you enter into. Salon is uh, abnormally chipper from the last time that you saw her divine. She is es- she is essentially counting money, and Moya, the uh, the secretary, is humming a chipper tune. However, once it, the uh, the bookshelf uh, slides along, they they both look like they've been caught in in a. I don't want to say a lewd act, but the fact of the matter is, is that they are grabbing things off the table and shoving them into bags uh, to hide them. Oh, it, it, it's fine. We're, we're not cops. I just uh, came to deliver that wine I promised I'd bring when I came back. Divine, you, you can't just do that to me. I didn't even know that you knew about the secret elevator. You know, sometimes I just know things. It's, it comes with the territory. Uh, uh, also, uh, who are the who are the other three that are with you? Oh, these are my uh, my partners and my boss's boss's boss. Yeah, uh, that sounds right. The biggest boss. Resh Bilar nods. Uh, this is uh, well, I'll let y'all introduce yourselves. Uh, you know. Names are important. Want to get introductions right. Um, Salon looks to 
the person who you've indicated as the, the biggest boss that you have. And they exchange very initial pleasantries. Um, she knows the name, uh, his name, uh, the Resh name carries some weight, uh, around here. And he just kind of nods and kind of waves it off and is like, I'm just in town for a little bit. I'm making sure that my, my people are doing, uh, as that I've instructed. And he kind of nods and kind of does the, like, don't let me bother you. Because essentially he, uh, the best way I can put it is, is that he wanted to leave this in, in charge of, uh, you guys in charge of this. He doesn't want to step on y'all's toes. He has the whole of the scavenger lands to deal with. He doesn't want to step on your toes right here. Right. After that, uh, Salon, uh, looks over to, uh, Resh Ferris. Uh, hello. Uh, nice to meet you. I'm Regara Salon, the owner, uh, well, co owner now with, uh, Mr. Amalar over there. Uh, how can I help you? Uh, nice to meet you. Sorry. Uh, Ferris will politely nod and give a smile and just say, um, Nice to meet you too, uh, Rush Ferris, and she'll kind of like gesture to herself. Ah, I see. This makes more sense than why that uh, why that you're here. She kind of glances over at your brother, and then uh, turns to Elian finally. And uh, nice to make your make your acquaintance, Regar Salon, uh, co-owner of these three establishments. Um, Hopefully I can be of some assistance to you all today. We would appreciate your help. Uh, I am Renal Elion. Pleasure. And they just nod their head slightly at them. So with introductions out of the way, um, how can I be of assistance? Well, I didn't want to come through the front door because, you know, business is looking so well. And, you know, I'm so liked right now in the uh, area from what I can tell. But... I want to do uh, bring you this, and he's gonna pull the uh, flask of Thorns Moscato out of his uh, overcoat's pocket, and uh, we need to uh, talk about our uh, renegotiating some of the contracts at the uh, brothel. She takes the flask from you, and. Uh opens it up and sniffs it, and there's a look of distinct pleasure on her face before she shuts it and squirrels it away in a uh, in a desk drawer. Well, you're a man of your word being able to get that for me. I'll have to find a way to pay you for that. Uh, never mind. Anyway, so the contracts, I assume you're talking about the people that my cousin deals with over in the Bountiful Bear. Yeah, the uh, totally not slavery contracts. Listen, I've never been one for that kind of trade, but this is the undermarket, and you have to make a you have to make a living when the guild tells you to make a living. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be making a living that way uh, much longer. I think we've made a pretty hard stance on uh, trading human beings. So. If, if I may, uh, Salon, have you looked at the contracts? 
your name's not on them. So I'm okay. curious. So that the girls that are obviously there that want to be there are taken care of with a fair contract. And the people that were there under more dubious means, uh, they'll be released of their contract. So uh, Solana is going to turn to Elian first. Uh, no, uh, I actually haven't looked at any of the goings on at the Bountiful Bear. It's that kind of thing is not in my wheelhouse of knowing how to handle. I just collect the tithes that my uh, that my cousin brings me. So let me just make sure I understand. You own it. Uh, it is, or at least partially own it, but you have delegated your cousin to run it but you're not aware of the goings on. You just collect the money on it. Uh, yes, that would be about the, uh, the extent of it. Would you like to take a look at a, not entirely accurate to what the contract is over there, but a very similar approximation of what your cousin is pulling over there. You're making a lot of accusations that are, they're very uh, concerning the way that you're talking about this. Elian's just going to pull out the almost correct contract and just hand it to Salon. Don't worry, I have other copies if you need that. Uh, Salon takes a look at the contract and it takes a little bit to go over it. Yes, yes, this seems all in all good. This was for the uh, the Realm Idol program. Trying to drum up a little bit of uh, hype for the return of the Scarlet Empress whenever that was supposed to happen. Ah, here's the clause about if it doesn't. Here's the uh, the small clauses about Venif and Naaman. Now I want you to look at this as if you can't read. If you're a 14-year-old child or younger who can't read. She flips through the pages and um, it is lost in the legalese uh, for a little bit, but eventually she does come across the parts where that uh, failure to perform basically uh, puts her uh, put puts the signee of this in a forever life of debt, and her face kind of drops. Who here has a fairly high uh, socialize? I have three. I've got five. I have one. Okay, so to Elian and Divine, it is very obvious to you when that uh, when Salon gets to the part of the contract that essentially would screw anyone over. Uh, there is a very obvious look of regret and then a realization of what's happened. And she flips to the signature pages on at the very end. And while that they're not the real signatures, you have uh, printed the names down. Yes, I'm not going to try and forge people's actual handwriting. And she looks at the last signature on on there uh, of Sinus Sabrine, and she just kind of shakes her head and just goes, God damn it, cousin, what have you gotten us into this time? So you can see where this situation looks 
troubling and can turn quite sour very quickly. Yes, I can see that. I was not aware that she would be doing anything this despicable, though. And you said that there are children in there. This... This occurrence, the way I found this, I am helping a boy find his sister who disappeared. All my skills led me to that brothel. I have not seen her there, but there was a girl very similar to her description. And I spoke to her. We kept the conversation relatively veiled, and she was able to direct me to where that was at. It was sitting in a drawer, and she basically said she doesn't know how to read very well or at all i can't quite remember uh but this is going on there there's young people there that have signed these contracts and that are in service because of them salon nods and sets the contract down and um pull, uh rummage uh goes behind her desk and rummages through uh a few things before finally uh pulling out a small uh a small letter and goes over to Divine and hands it over to him. I'm gonna. Does it? Is it more? Is it like a letter she wants to, me to read, or is it more read more like? Here's your letter of introduction. Give me just a second. Like, what's her body language read is? I am just trying to find a specific image so that I can show it to you guys and also describe it. Gotcha. So the letter that she hands you is on very, uh, very expensive looking parchment that has a wax seal on it in white and gold. That is a circle, uh, much like the, uh, the, the, the Mons of the, uh, the, the family houses for the crime syndicate have, but instead of an animal upon it, it is just three large dots in a triangle. Um, it is very easily uh, seen and known as the Mons of House Regara, or the symbol of House Regara, I should say. Take this letter, hand it to my hand it to my cousin. Uh, she'll uh, she'll either take it and uh, hopefully will realize the, the the problems that she's causing, or there might be trouble. I'm honestly not sure. I had no idea that she was getting into these kinds of things again. She swore she wouldn't. I, I think we can handle trouble. I've got an idea that uh, will be a solution for this that hopefully lets everybody maintain their profitability without exploitation of children. I appreciate your backing on this. And Divine's going to just slip the letter into the pocket that he pulled the flask out of. She nods and uh, gives you basically instructions on how to go uh, using the elevator, how to go from there to uh, the office on the first floor in the Bountiful Bear. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to do with Regara Salon? Uh, just thank her for her help, I guess. I'll, uh, I'll be back to share a glass of that uh, once we finish up business. And uh, who knows? Maybe we can roll a couple dice. It is a gambling hall after all. She nods and waves you off a little bit too flustered to think about the future. Uh, clearly looking a little th 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 like very much like this can't be happening. I can't believe this is happening again. 
like a family member who's watched an addict's backslide. Vine's going to look to the group and wave. I'll uh, see you later as well. Uh, Take it easy. And just slowly back into the elevator. I assume that everyone comes with. Yep. Yes. You all get into the elevator. Uh, It goes down. The little bell chimes and you follow the instructions to go to the office of the Bountiful Bear. The bell chimes again as you enter. This time it looks like uh, just a just the wall opens up as you enter into an office to let you know you guys are entering into the office here. Uh, There are no lights on. It is uh, pitch dark in this area. I mean, I have cat eyes. Does that let you see better in the dark? It does not give you anything for different lightings, however, uh, specifically in the book. However, if you want to write it down somewhere or in the notes or whatever, it will, since you've specifically chosen cat eyes, I will give you uh, like a decreased difficulty when trying to see things in the dark. Obviously, though, you have, you know, cat eyes. So pe- so some people might see that and be like, oh, no, a wild mutant. I'm trying to find the name of the kid who I talk to because I have his sister's name, which is my, but I don't have his name. I can't find it right now. Idris. Got it. OK. So uh, the Office of the Bountiful Bear is completely uh, pitch black. Well, it uh. Looks like nobody's home. So do we want to go looking for trouble or do we set up the power play? Brendan, question. Um, compared to when Elion came last time, compared to um, what time of day it is now, are they similar or different? Like the lighting? Uh that and it's one of those okay they came at a certain time of day and there was clearly people out and about and doing stuff versus you know same time then the next day or whatever and it's just closed off like this weirdly um so this is specifically the office uh which is where that all not where the business is conducted but it's basically the back room um which you did not go into okay okay um, however, to uh, answer that question, uh, if you wanted to figure out how busy that everything is, you could always give me a uh, perception and awareness role for listening. Also, please do let me know if you guys are going to start moving around the office without lighting a candle, because then I'm going to need uh, perception and awareness roles not to uh, knock things over or Perception and stealth would actually be the thing to do. Well, mm, depends on how we want to do it. Depends on how you all want to do it. I'm probably just going to try and listen for now. Uh, I may act if I depending, I might activate my all encompassing earth sense. Okay, but you're not really moving from the elevator area, right? Uh, would probably go just outside of it just to stand not so i'm not quite in the elevator but i'm not very much into the room uh you can take like a step or two into the room without risk of anything but the moment that someone else wants to get past you or 
or you guys have to start moving around a little bit more. I'm going to need some kind of role to uh, basically either watch where you're going or to stay more quiet. Yeah, that's fair. I just don't think any of us have anything that can start a fire, technically. I mean, I could zap it with a lightning bolt. Seems like overkill, but it would start a fire, probably. Yes, I would agree. So, um, if you're uh, so if you're going to try and listen in to see if there's any other people in the building, that would be a perception and awareness roll. Cool, I will do that. Uh, obviously, without your extra two dice, since you're using your ears and not your eyes. Yes. Uh, so, and I'm just going to take a step or two out of the elevator and close their eyes. Not not using any charms, but just kind of listen to see if there's any hustle or bustle because they know there's two floors to this. There's they, they know the a small bit of the layout from being here before and just try and get a sense of how busy the place sounds at this time right now. Okay. Um, for the description, I'll give you a stunt. So that's two extra dice for you. Only three. With three successes, you can hear the hustle and bustle of people coming and going uh, around you. Uh, it seems like the office is very centrally located. And specifically, what sticks out to you um, is assuming that Divine's uh, knowledge of architecture is accurate. The, I'm sorry, the entrance to the building is to, is to your south. Uh, in doing this, um, you uh, your senses kind of focus on that direction, and you can faintly hear the sound of a man who is who has kind of a squat but thunderous step, and a woman who is much much too old for how young that she's laughing there's a very faint oh, 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 that you kind of hear as the sound of a large uh a of a yetum of a man uh enters into the building i'm going to very quietly relay that to the group uh, and just let them know basically that business is going as usual, but that these two people kind of drew my attention more so. In in the back, uh, Bilar nods, and uh, if uh, if one of you can find me a lantern, I can uh, get it lit for you. Seems a bit stupid to be in here and knocking things over and not being able to read. Uh, can I send Zeke to try to find a lantern? You absolutely can. All right, I'm going to, like, look down uh, to, like, my blouse and kind of whisper to Zeke. Hey, go find us a lantern. I'm going to say that that would be a perception and awareness role and i'll let you have him use his nose to try and sniff out where that the the lantern oil would be so then he can get double nines okie dokie and so using his 
tiny creature body and being able to move around the room as best as he can. I'm going to send him to go find this thing. You said uh, perception and awareness or alertness? A perception and awareness. I don't believe that alertness is a skill in this. You're right. All right. With five successes, Zeke pops out of your blouse, looks up to you, and uh, and then a like ferrety, th- like the ferret equivalent of a thumbs up. He hops down and uh, goes to find a lantern. He is uh, extraordinarily stealthy and manages to not knock anything over. Grabs one in his little paws and then uh, comes over to you on his hind legs. It takes him a little bit longer to get the lantern there, but than it did for him to uh, to get to the lantern. But it is quite adorable to see a uh, a, a small ferret with a uh, full size lantern. And then it hands the lantern to you. I will give him some head scratches and a big smile. And Thanks, Zeke. I knew you could do it. And then I'll hand the lantern off to uh, Bilar. Uh Zeke goes back to his hiding uh, place in your blouse. And then uh, Bilar takes the lantern. And with a quick flick of a, uh, of a hearthstone that he has on him, he lights it. Uh, the place is now illuminated, um, so you guys do not have to make rolls to uh, basically not start knocking over the mountains of paperwork that you can now see that were arrayed in a maze that in pitch darkness would have screwed over even the princes of the earth. But with the minimal of light sources, it is very easy to navigate. A question for you guys. Um, who has the highest bureaucracy? <laughs> Probably not me. I only have one. I have two. I have one. To all of you, to some degree, this unorganized, absolutely unorganized mess of paperwork is just the worst. It is not fun to look at, and it makes you cringe a little bit knowing that even that that even uh Elian and Ferris who do the minimal amount of paperwork that the uh th- that the family demands of them even this hurts you both to look at gross sounds like somebody's been uh using their station more for pleasure than business how tall are these stacks I would say most of them come up to Divine's hip. Okay. So Elian's going to stroll over to one and just kind of look at what the top of it says, of one of the stacks says, whatever the paper is on top. The paper on top is a uh, receipt for a ship manifest from three years ago. Uh, In a hushed tone, well, they... Definitely haven't done paperwork in a while. This is from three years ago. And and that's on the top of the stack. <sighs> so how loud do we want to get? Can I try a thing before you decide to be very vocal? Absolutely. Do, do you want the uh, letter of get the fuck out? No. Reach into his breast pocket. I'm just going to try eavesdropping a little bit. Okay. Uh, 
Divine's gonna just sit on top of a stack of papers. Might as well make use of the paperwork somehow. I can't guarantee that I'm gonna find anything more useful out, but it's worth a shot before we go busting in. Maybe we can at least find out who's out there. Uh, uh, Divine, really quick. Could you give me a dexterity and stealth roll as the stack of papers that you go to sit on is in no way in absolutely no way stable and is going to topple you over onto your ass. Three. You son of a bitch, Cody. <laughs> was three the target? Three was, in fact, the target. You immediately catch yourself from falling into more stacks of paperwork and causing a scene. However, the stack that you were on does topple. Uh, it makes the sound of a couple of loose pieces of paper falling all at once. Not loud enough to draw attention, but loud enough that both the Reshes and Elian probably look back at you like, what the hell are you doing? Oh no, the place is so disorganized now. Whatever will we do? Is it that like, paper slide down off all over the ground? Pretty much. Elian, you wanted to... Uh, do some uh, some snooping, some eavesdropping. Yeah, I'm going to walk up to the door, uh, put my hand on it, kneel down, and c- concentrate to use my deep listening palm. I'm specifically going to try and listen to those two um, voices that kind of caught my attention earlier. But if I can also get a just a little mild general sense of what's out there, that would be awesome. And I'm going to do that out of my personal so I don't flare a little bit because that costs five notes. Okay. Um, for the description, I will certainly give you a uh, stunt bonus for that. So to add two extra dice. Five successes for deep listening Paul. That doesn't add anything else to it. I mean, I can already listen through it as if it weren't there unless it was like metal or a really durable thing because stone, wood, or weaker materials don't even require a roll to hear through it. I just assumed I was rolling to see how good I could hear. No, that's fair. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't like one of those things that said like, oh, and you also get this. No, it's it's essentially, is it made of these materials? I don't have to roll. I can just hear it. Is it these materials? Then I need to roll to see if I can hear through it. Okay. Um, it was just wood, but because they were going to be moving away, I'm actually going to give you the full conversation in a moment because you did roll the other uh, stuff. Um, but before that, I give you that conversation that you hear, Ferris or... Divine, is there anything else you guys would like to do in this room before that I give Elian this conversation? I would like to burn it down, but I've got better impulse control than that. I would just kind of walk carefully around and look at whatever papers are nearby, just being nosy. Ferris, if you could give me a perception and bureaucracy role. If it's any, like important document looking things whatever i might have seen that like my brother might have 
done paperwork about or stuff like that. But other than that, I don't really have anything else to put towards that. Okay. So you're specifically looking for important paperwork. Yeah. Whatever like jumps out. Like if it's talking about like a, a rental of a car, I don't really care that much, but if it's like an important name tied to it, I might care. Okay. Or if it's um, like certain expenditures that might cause like red flags. Uh, since you're specifically looking for that, um, uh, and this is a weird uh, one to try and uh, try and stunt, I'll give you an extra two dice for those extra for that little bit of extra description. So more or less, what uh, what I'm about to give you, Brit, is going to happen at the same time as that. Elian is getting a. Uh, this conversation that's about to come up. Uh, Brent, you notice that uh, there are specifically, or I'm sorry, Ferris notices that there are specifically um, a lot of correspondences between this area and, um, and a few places that appear to be um, import hubs for them, including Brent, which, uh, which cat your, your uh, wood aspect, right? Yep, I'm wood aspect. Okay, then I'm going to give you the fun one from east of here. Um, you notice that uh, sitting on the bottom of a pile, uh, the only reason that you notice this is because that there's a um, there's a symbol that sticks out to you. There is a manifesto uh, from a for a shipping container uh, from two months ago. From the port of thorns. Gross. Oh. Um. For the record, uh, for why that this would be important to Cody, since that Cody does, or for, to Divine, since I believe that Cody does not know all of the fun stuff with Exalted. Uh, thorns is a city that fell, uh, like a few years ago to a death ward. Is is that why they got the good Moscato? Uh, no, that's why that uh, Salon wants it. It's rare because it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that uh, that that entire city state is a shadow land at this point. Dope. But God. for whatever reason, this person is doing business with thorns. So I'm just going to, like I said, peruse around. I'll, I'll stop when I see that one and just kind of stare at it with like a cocked head, perked brow. Just, huh, a shipping manifesto for from Thorns? That gets everyone's attention except for Elian. Elian, on the other hand, looks is listening in as a, well, you can't see them, but a large man and a woman who is dressed way too revealingly for her age walk down, uh, down the pathway. And you hear this conversation going on as the large man starts off. All right, Sabrine, uh, we've got to get rid of her. Uh, Tano says that I'm not allowed to have my plaything here anymore. So do you have any way to get rid of uh, get rid of uh, little things like that? <laughs> Master Sora, of course I have a thing. I have a uh, I have a friend from Baylor who can deal with this. You're dealing with Baylor people? 
<laughs> of course. Don't worry. She'll make a she'll be so useful so useful to us. She won't even remember her name after this. Uh and then you can hear them opening up a door and then closing it, and then that's when that you uh lose uh sight of the name. Or so you you can can no longer hear them. So just to make sure I understand it correctly, uh Sabrina is here and Danic Sora is here and you said Thanos asked him to get rid of his plaything. Yes. And Sabrine knows some Baylor people. Some people from Balor. Balor. Okay. Brendan, does Elion know about Balor? Maybe. Well, let me ask you this. Does Christina know what I'm referencing? I want to say the name sounds familiar, but that might just be because it's very similar to Rush's name. Ah, you're right. It is. It is. Uh, it is very similar. And it's also, you know, the name of a D&D creature. Ah, did not know that. Um, so I would say to make me an intelligence and uh, lore role in that case. Uh, you don't have any specialties in lore, do you? No, I have one dot in lore. Okay, just wanted to make sure, because there is a specific specialty that would help you with this. Uh, does it have anything to do with Lintha? <laughs> uh, it actually does not. I had to ask. <laughs> uh, so you said intelligence and lore? Yep. Uh, the difficulty is going to be three. Only two. <laughs> Uh, in fact, with that amount of uh, ones, technically that is a botch. Uh, botches happen whenever that y- the amount of ones outweigh the amount of successes. Uh, okay, I couldn't remember what it was with this. Uh, so uh, when they mention Balor, you it, it immediately snaps in your head. You know what that that is. Balor is one of the greatest nation states of the North. Known for their, known for their high society and uh, flying machines, you're absolutely sure of it. That sounds so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> However, one thing that you are sure of, despite the, uh, despite the not great role, um, is that the way that they said everything was definitely with a. Uh, finality to it so i'm gonna turn back to everyone uh so danik sora is here by the way and he tanos wants him to get rid of his plaything. as far as i'm aware the latest mm, toy and elion says that kind of would just the disgust that it deserves was the girl I'm looking for. And something about Baylor? Although I don't understand how that's connected. Brendan. What? Can I make a lore roll to um, see how Baylor is connected? I'm going to say no for right now because Christina already made the lore roll and Christina, de- or, or, I'm sorry, Elian definitely knows that Baylor is a really weird nation state in the north. That's why I don't understand how Shucks. it's connected, clearly. 
obviously, when when the girls retire, they give them an all expense paid vacation to Baylor. Duh. It, it's like a thank you for your service type deal. Well, let's put it this way: Sabrine made it sound like, um, oh, what was the phrase she used? Something along the lines of her memory will be just not there anymore, or something like that. Oh yeah, I've definitely partied that hard before. I'm pretty sure they're going to get rid of her, Divine. Well, we should put a stop to that. Uh, point me in the direction of the people. How much do you know about Danik Sora? Well, if he takes, uh, if they take orders from Thanos, then I know enough to know I don't like him. So Danik Sora is part of the guild, and I mean, not just some little low-level person. They actually have rank in the guild. Yeah. It's called a factor, was it? Yeah, the same thing Thanos is. I fought him and survived, mostly. The, qu- the question mark at the end of that was more to Brendan because I couldn't remember offhand if it was the yes. exact name. Yes, he is called a factor. This is a uh, this is one of the titles given to one of the bigger heads of the guild. To put it into perspective, uh, Thanos is the factor of Chiroscuro. Danik Sora is the factor of trade goods in the inner sea. Two factors in one day in less than a week would be a good showing of power. Also, for the record, on an out-of-character note, um, people who are factors are not always exalted. Uh, it just means that they're uh, very good at their job. They're in position of power. Yes. Uh, they, they may have risen through the bureaucracy in one way or another. Thanos just happens to be really good and also unexalted. You said he is the factor of all of uh, Chiroscuro? Yes. All right. So let's go with the plan A first of throwing the symbol and letter onto the table and seeing what that'll do us. Um, and then what did we side on a backup plan? Uh, B for bloodshed. I hope plan a works. How, oh, how about this? So I know the person I'm looking for is on the first floor. Would you all mind handling that while I can see if I can, I don't want to say sneak off, but try and make my way to find my person that I'm looking for. How big of a scene do you want calls, Delion? There is a scream. The kind of high-pitched scream that I will not subject our listeners to. We should go take care of that. Well, there's our scene. Gonna just bolt as fast as I can following the direction of the scream. I mean, I'm going with... Ferris, uh, do you follow as well? Yeah. Okay. Um, I would like you all, if you all wouldn't mind, to give me a dex and athletics roll so I can see who arrives first. I mean, I'm the closest to the door right now. So. Yeah. And so as Elion bolts out of the door, uh, Divine's going to run behind them. And uh, 
like jumping through the door using the uh, doorpost to catch himself, kind of, to make that turn into the hallway, kick up, and then start running along the, uh, like, just running along the wall beside them. That way, like, pretty much making sure that we occupy this space and no one's getting past us. Clarifying point. Does it sound like the scream is coming from the door that I heard uh, Sora and Sabrine go through? Or yes. from a Okay. Yeah, then definitely going that direction. You said dexterity and athletics. I was going to say, I'm not going to try to like get in front of anyone to get the first or anything. But I am going to make sure I look... Bob and weave around the stacks of paper and not not like not make a complete and total mess in here. Just using my like fluid motions. Dance okay. your skills. I'm gonna throw the lantern on the ground. Sounds good. Uh Cody, for the description of you uh running through the room and then using your wall running, I'll give you two extra dice. Imagine Divine's just kinda like following because he's just like, I don't know where I'm going. Drama. Yeah, that's why I'm just like on the wall, like just behind you, pretty much making a statement that we're here and, you know, cool people not trying to beat you in a race or anything. So uh, the the people who come in are going to be uh, uh, Resh Ferris is going to be leading the charge, uh, despite being the last one outside the door. Her uh, her dancer's frame uh, and uh, ability to move quickly and stealthily uh, allows her to s- slip past Divine and Elian. Elian and Divine are flanking right behind Ferris. Uh, as that Ferris, uh, I as- I assume that when you get to the door, that Elian instructs you to that you fling the door open to see the scene in there. Oh, most definitely, loud and fast. So, upon opening up this door, you see four figures. There is a woman in black robes uh, that are far too revealing for a woman of her age. Uh, all, all of the appeal of her has long since left. Uh, you're a little bit confused when you look at her, as she has more in common right now with a mummy than with uh, a living being. There's a man who, well, he certainly doesn't have the greasy look of Samir, who you met in the tower before. There's a certain lack of, uh, I guess, owning up to it. Uh, He is a small large butterball of a man. Uh, And you can tell this as he currently lacks a shirt. Um, He is bouncing in and clapping large pudgy hands. There is a small girl who uh, or young lady who absolutely matches the Um, the description that Elian received a few days prior of Mai, the sister that Elian is looking for. And then there's something else that none of you expected. Something that is 
gorgeous. A tall, slender, androgynous form wrapped in a gossamer gown with a mouth that is full and smiling, but full of too many teeth. Limbs that are long, but much too long. And there's a thing about it that seem, and it, uh, it is kind of bent down and cupping the chin of the child. And as you all open up the door, you can see its mouth opening almost like a snake's wood, a uh, jaw unhinging as a small light on the inside of its uh, on the inside of its throat begins to glow and begins to rapidly distort and pull essence from the small woman. It looks up to you all and stops. Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not give us a follow on Twitter for more updates as to when we'll be releasing episodes. You can also give us a like or review on your podcast app of choice. Just a few quick button clicks and you can help us defeat the dreaded algorithm boss. The theme song for this game was Main Theme by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2019, used under a Creative Commons license. And hey, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice. Uh, oh, wait one sec. Let me actually check this. Oh, yeah, because the specialty adds another dot, which is got. Now that makes sense. So spending six motes plus the three motes from elemental concentration to give me four successes. Now I understand what you're saying. Yes. Okay. It does not say that that is a charm die success. So you're good. <laughs> so it is. Puppers. The dogs are going off there. I'm assuming Benji's home. I was like trying to figure out how many more extra bullshit things I could put in here after Cody just blew his load on this. Brett, we can't hear you. You're lit up, but we can't hear you. Nothing yeah. is coming out. Okay. Um, while it, Britt is restarting then, I'm going to uh, offload the uh, the recording real quick. Sounds good. I mean, I've had it the whole time, so they're bright blue cat eyes. I mean, that's fair. I also have not... Uh, I, I, I don't see Elian as the kind of character that stares deeply into people's eyes, if I'm being honest. No, not really. Unless they're interrogating someone, maybe. Yeah, uh, the people that you have talked to and w who would have noticed that um, would not have a problem with that. Or if they did, they were that one Wintha asshole that you talked to in the beginning. I am uh, I am just bringing up Zeke's stats and then I will uh, give you ferret noises. I mean, if it helps, ferrets are unable to see in the dark, but they can see very well in low light conditions. He also has the merit keen nose and hearing. Nice. I have his character sheet pulled up. I always pull it up when we play game. Yep, I just found it. Wait, Brennan, I want to use my uh, 
I want to use my distracting breeze meditation to fix my mistake of papers falling. That'll be helpful. Not Wait, actually. really? No. Okay. It's, I just found it funny that the Excellency for Stealth would be a breeze blowing through and covering my mistake by knocking over more paper somehow. Because that's how that works. Okay. Um, so. Now the room sealed up, but doesn't. Hey. Wow. 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 Okay, so first off, a rental of a car would definitely cause a red flag because cars don't exist. Well, I you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I was I was just I was just pulling your chain there. Mr. Funny Pants over here. Uh, is uh, is uh, just for out of care question, is Balor Fay thing? Um do you, that- want me to, do you want me to answer that right now, or do you want to see what, what's behind that door? I mean, that's a, that's a later thing, but I was just trying to sit and figure out where I knew that from, and all rolled flee back to the horrible Fae, or the Underworld, or, you know, the Ozzy. I don't know exalted Fae bullshit, but this sounds like Fae bullshit to me. Is this Fae bullshit? This is Fae bullshit. This is absolutely Fae bullshit, uh, to, uh, because I didn't want to ruin the surprise. But uh, the reason that, that Baylor sounds super familiar to you, Christina, is because when the Fae came in and ruined creation, it was called the Baylorian Crusade. The world makes sense. I knew it sounded familiar. 